Hi, this is Matt Spiro. Welcome along to another Ligue 1 interview here on Le Bourgeois, your number one source for French football news. Sweden international Petter Hansen left fond memories behind in France from his time at Rennes between 2007 and 2010 and also from his two seasons with Monaco. In this exclusive chat, the giant defender talks to Ian Holyman about captaining Stade René, learning under Frederic Antonetti, feeding through balls to Jimmy Briand and much, much more. Don't forget to rate our podcast on the streaming platforms and any emails can be sent through to league1podcast at gmail.com. Now enjoy our interview with Petter Hansen. Hello everyone, welcome along to the final Le Bourgeois podcast of the 2019-20 season. We're already looking ahead to next term and it's uh, going to be a very exciting one for Rennes, third last season in Ligue 1, potential Champions League group stage games as well to come to Rosan Park. Right now we've got a man with us who knows all about the fabulous atmosphere at the Rouge et Noir. It's the former Rennes captain and former Sweden international, Petter Hansen. Petter, great to have you along. Thank you, thank you. You had five years at Herenveen in the Netherlands and you were nearly 31, I think, when you arrived in Rennes. What was the appeal of playing in Ligue 1? And did, did it make it a little bit easier for you that somebody like Eric Edmund was, was already there? Andreas Isaksson, your, your former Sweden international teammate, he'd been in goal at, at Rennes as well. Did you get some information from them? Yeah, definitely. Uh, no, I, 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 just as you said, I had five uh, good years in Herenfein and I, I really enjoyed uh, playing there. Uh, but I felt like I was, I was ready for trying, uh, yeah, for another, uh, for another adventure. And then, uh, yeah, Ren uh, got in contact with, I got in contact with me, and uh, I spoke with Eric, and I spoke with Isakson, and also with Kim, who played there before, and uh, they all spoke very well about the club. And uh, I was there visiting, and uh, after that, I was, uh, yeah, everything was looked really good. What, what did the club want you for? What, what, what was the, what was the, what was the aim of the of the signing of you? Was it, it was presumably your football qualities, but I guess also your experience. Uh, yeah, probably. Hope, hopefully, for the for the football as well, at least a, a small part of it. But I also think that it was a part that I was. Um, most of the time when I played, I, I, I communicated a lot with my players. I wasn't the, the individual, I wasn't the best player, uh, quite, nor uh, offensive or defensive, but I was quite good at organizing my team uh, and, uh, and also uh, and, yeah, and organizing defense, of course. Yeah. Communication, though, must have been a, a difficulty. I mean, you, you Swedes are fabulous at English. I mean, you put many of us English people to, to shame with you. With your command of of our language, but in France, it, it it can't have been all that easy at the start. No, it was really difficult uh, in the beginning because it was all in French, uh, France, and uh, and the first year it was really difficult. I had trouble understanding when they when we were discussing in the in the locker room or uh, or uh, for that uh, even around when we had lunches or meetings. But yeah, you, I still think that is the good way that they speak French and you just have to, to adapt and to learn the language and, and, and it worked and after a, a year I was uh, I could understand uh, almost everything and I was I could communicate as well in, in France and I think that's a real really important 
deal in in adapting to to the football as well. How how did you adapt to life in France and in Brittany? Did you? I mean, I, I think Brittany is probably for those who haven't been there. It's a very it's slightly different to the rest of France. It, they're, they're probably a little bit more like a, a sort of Swedish mentality, a British mentality, and maybe a, maybe a Dutch mentality. So perhaps from that point of view, it wasn't so difficult for you. Oh, that's true. Uh, I, don't, I don't think it, it, it was too difficult. Uh, the, the, the weather was a little bit similar like in Holland, maybe a little bit less rain. Uh, but it was the way of living was quite quite similar. But and I I agree that it it's is is a little bit different than than in the southern of of France. Uh, but so no, that wasn't a problem. I have to say I uh, it was well the club was well organized. You get help with the with the stuff that you needed to get help with. And uh, and, and as you said, I was 31 when I came there, so I was I, I wasn't the first time I, I had to fix things either. So. You made your debut in a in a two 0 home defeat to Nancy. Uh, do you do you remember that first game? And do you remember thinking, "Wait a minute, what what have I got myself into here?" Because I think a, a defeat to, to Nancy at home is is not really the start you wanted, and certainly probably not the club that the club wanted either. No, that's for sure. Uh, and I think we had a, a two three games when I I wasn't playing very well the team wasn't working very, very well either so uh, after like three four games I was out of the team uh, but I but I I have the mentality that I I don't abandon that easy I had the same problem when I came to 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 Herenfein in Holland uh, I was I was playing the first games and then I was out of the team but you just have to practice and to learn the way how to play and then after a while if you do it Good enough, you will get your chance, and uh, and luckily I did. You you, you certainly did. You eventually become a captain of, of the team, leading them out to, in the Coupe de France final. We'll have a, a little bit more about that. But you, you actually drew at Marseille in your second game, and then you surely you surely remember this. You were the match winner against Saint Etienne. That was your first goal for Rennes. Oh, it's that looks. Yeah. Yeah, but I was lucky. <laughs> I think I just touched the ball. It was, a, I think it was a free kick or something like that. I just touched the ball. It was a little bit lucky. Uh, yeah. How how big how big was the step between the Eredivisie and and Liga, and and what was what what, what were the differences? Um, yeah, it was was on the it was quite a big step. I have to say, it was more the French football was a little bit more like. The Swedish football, you get the defense organized, and uh, you 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 um, you play good, well organized, and then when you get the chance, you use uh, you you go on attack, uh, and that that was a little bit more similar to the Swedish way of playing. But in in Fran in Holland, in Dutch, there was was it, yeah, the the other way around. You were only talking about attacking. You were. You, you, as a defender, you had, yeah, you sort it out yourself. Uh, you get, you play one against one, and so it was uh, a big difference. Uh, but I think uh, the way they played in Holland learned me very, very much. I learned a lot from there because that was a couple of things that I, that I wasn't that good in when I played in Swedish. I was in Sweden, uh, but and then I could bring them uh, with me to, to France, even though we didn't use that much, maybe. We were more like org well-organized and, 
and going on on uh, waiting for a, a mistake more. And the difference was the big difference was also the individual quality uh, among the players. Uh, in in France, it's it's um, yeah, they're, they're the players individual are are stronger and better than than in in, in Holland. You mentioned you mentioned that in that Ren squad, I looked down and you had some she had some fabulous players. I mean, yeah. Syl- Sylvain Viltord was there, a, um, a Euro a European Championship winner, established French international. He was he was towards the end of his his career, but he was there. And you also had a couple of guys who uh, me as a as a, a, a French football journalist who's been in the country for quite some time for more than twenty years really enjoyed watching, but they're not really well known outside of France. That's Jérôme Leroy and yeah. Michael, Michael Pagis. Yeah. I mean, when you talk about technical ability, I mean, those guys, those guys had it, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we had some really quality players, I have to say. We were, we were a good squad and we did, a, we did a couple of good years as well, even though if we, we didn't reach uh, the whole... The, yeah, the end we didn't, but we at least we 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 had a really good team. I think. Were you surprised? Were you surprised? I mean, I guess you'd never heard of Michael Pagis. You'd never heard of Le Jérôme Loire before you meet up with them at the Rennes squad. Were you surprised by the the, the 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 level of quality of these kinds of guys? Yeah, I have to say uh, the individual quality was was much higher than I than I expected in France. Uh, I didn't think that the, the difference should be that big between Holland and, and France but I, I was surprised I have to say and I think that was also a, a small surprise for me in the beginning that's why I think I had uh, some problems also as uh, in the beginning of or in the start of the the, the season or again in Ren. Ren Ren's also a club that's very well known for its youth academy you mentioned that earlier you're actually working now in in youth football at a, at a Swedish yeah. elite team in that squad, you had Janem Vila, you had Stefan Embia, who was in his early 20s, and, and Jimmy Brion, who's still scoring goals for Bordeaux in, in, in Ligue 1 now, in, in his mid-30s. How, yeah. how good were those guys then? And, and did you learn something that, that serves you now in your job, working with youth football in Sweden from that time in Red? Uh, yeah, there's this one thing that I remember that I... Uh, that I bring, uh, and that was with the, with the young players. They had higher, uh, expe- the Ren had higher expectations on on the youth players that they had. Yeah, they should be stronger. They should be able to run more than than the, the first team players. And that that I, at least I, I'm trying to get it in here, but it's difficult. But uh, no, they were really good. They were in the in the yeah. They were quite young then. I think they were like 19, 18, 19, 20, A couple of players, and they were playing like they. Yeah, that 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 like like the older players, they were uh, they were adapted in the first team. And Jimmy, he even uh, qualified for the national team. And he just before he he qualified for the national team, he he was probably one of the best players I've played with, uh, I have to say. But then unfortunately, he he injured his knee uh, on one of the uh, international, and after that, he had more difficult. But he was. Fantastic! In the, uh, just before he, he he got injured, what what makes him what made him such a such a good forward? What made him so difficult to play against as a defender? Yeah, the thing was that he was always on on the move. He was always uh, in defense. He was always uh, 
putting pressure on the defenders. And when we had the ball, he was always uh, looking for the space in behind. Or if, if he didn't get there, he was he was really he was always on the move. Uh, he was running, running, running. And, and yeah, that was fantastic to play with. And uh, definitely, he was a fantastic team player. Tell us about a little bit about the, the coaches that you had. At the start, you had Pierre Driossi, who is probably better known as a, as a guy in a little bit in the background, a more, more of a team manager than a, an, actual, um, an actual coach. And then you had Guy Lacombe, who came in midway through that first season after you, you guys had a, a bit of a difficult spell. And then Frederick Antonetti, who's, uh, who's been involved at Mets recently for the last season in 2009-10. What, yeah. were they like, what were they like to play under? What, what did you pick up from them? And how, how did they differ from other coaches that you previously had? Um, no, I think, I think Pierre and, uh, and Lacan, G, was, was quite similar to a Swedish coach. They were really good in, in uh, putting the team in place. They were good organized and, uh, uh, and uh, they... they they build the team from from the from the defenders and forwards. Uh, so no, they were really good tactical coaches. Uh, Antonetti was more. He was more like, I don't say a, a more modern, but he was more uh, a, a trainer who wanted to have the ball more and to keep the ball in the team and to play around. And and he was also uh, he was he's actually one of the the maybe one of the best coaches that I had because he was focused on offense and defense so he he was uh, i think he was he was really good but i i have to say i have had uh, almost through all my career i have had uh, fantastic coaches uh, i have to say i was i've been lucky uh, actually but uh, i think uh, antonetti is one is probably one of the, the top 3 i have to say it's interesting you mentioned that antonetti's focused on the attack and the defense and how in holland it wasn't so much based on on defensive work People often criticise uh, Ligue 1 for being a, a little bit too defensive. Is it, is it in fact just that the teams are just better organised than in, than in most leagues? Uh, maybe, uh, but I also think that in, in, <clears throat> in the difference between Holland and, and, uh, and France is that uh, in, in Holland they were the, the first, you, the, you were always starting to talk about the offence offensive play uh, and then after that you were talking about the defense in in france it's more similar to the swedish way of, of coaching uh, you start with organizing the defense and then you start to talk so i think it's uh, they, they start in in uh, different ends uh, but i also think that uh, the problem for for the french league, french league is that they are so good individual both Offensive and defense, so it's it's difficult to to create chances when you you have uh, individual uh, really good defenders. Um, and uh, yeah, I think in France you have that. Tell us a little bit about the fans, because I mean, I, I imagine that they loved your uh, commitment, your one hundred and ten that you gave one hundred and ten percent every single game that that you played for them. I mean, it's. It's a little bit of a, in France, again, some, some cities are not real football cities, but in Rennes, they, they really have a very good, very strong and passionate fan base. How, how good were the fans to you? No, they were, they were really good. I never had any, any problems with them. So, but it, they were always in the stands and they were always making noise. Uh, so it was, uh, every, all the home games were, were fantastic to play. Uh, 
and they weren't yeah of course at the cup final it wasn't that funny to go <laughs> to go in the city but i have to say for for uh, no they have a really good uh, audience and they're they're all in the stands it's always full it was at least full uh, when i played there so that was nice you had you had three years there uh yeah. sixth place in the first season uh, which probably could have been a lot better, but for a very difficult run in, in, in the middle of the season. Seventh and then ninth. And, I mean, you mentioned some of the teammates that you had. Uh, Bruno Chiru, there was also Rod Fanny, there was John Menser, the, the, the Ghana international. Given that the squad that Ren had at the time, uh, you had Moussa So as well, who would go on to be league on top scorer and the double winner at, at Lille. Do you feel that that team underachieved? No, I don't think so. We had, uh, yeah, maybe, yeah, the first year I think we underachieved a little bit, yeah. Uh, but the second year we played the, the the final, and after that we 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 lost the final, and after that we got. I think that was the same year as Jimmy got injured as well, uh, and uh, I think just before the final we were we were quite high in the table as well. Uh, if I don't remember it wrong but I think that and then we were after the final we we got in a in a dip uh, so that was that was hard to losing that and I think that was part of that why we didn't come higher in the in the table uh, and then the the third year there was a was a new coach uh, and uh, we were uh, playing a little bit different so we had I don't say it was a difficult way to adapt, but it was, uh, I think, the year after they were even better uh, because then they were used to the way of playing and everything. So it takes a little while, but yeah, I don't know. Tell us about that, uh, that Coupe de France final, 2008, 2009. What, what, what do you remember about the run to the, to the final? Oh, uh, the run, I don't remember. I, I only remember what the feelings after the game, the final. Uh, uh, actually, I don't remember what, which we played against before. Uh, but I, I remember that we were, uh, we had a tough, tough, tough day in the final. We were, uh, yeah, we, we lost 2-1, I think. Uh, and it was, they were, they were better than us in that game. Uh, and that was... Uh, that was tough, I have to say, yeah. Yeah, it was doubly tough because it was, it was against Gangon, so uh, r r local rivals. And you, you're still good friends with Carlos Bocanegra, who, who played alongside you in the defence. Uh, you, are you not a bit jealous as well that he got the goal in the cup in the, in, uh, in <laughs> no. the final? No, that's the problem. You don't... You don't that, uh, no, it was just... I uh, know I was, I was glad for him that he scored, uh, but... The problem is the only thing you remember about it was that you lost, uh, and after that is just black. I have to say it was uh, it was it was really tough. I had, I had a really bad day as well. So, yeah. Let, let's just if we can shift forward to Ren now. I mean, Ren they finished third last season, but yeah. they've not been able to be consistently successful, um, despite having a, a exceptionally rich owners. But they're very well managed, well run club. Mm -hmm. Do you think that perhaps now is the, is the time where they can start to be su consistently successful and, and start to challenge maybe with the likes of Marseille and Lyon, who are just in that group behind Paris Saint-Germain? Yeah, hopefully, because it's a cl club that, uh, that deserves it. Uh, it's, as you say, it's well-organized. The youth the teams are doing well. 
uh, it's organized around not only around the team but also the club they have a, a fantastic training facilities so hopefully they they uh, they can get consistent now um, i should be really happy if it happens I, now i have to say that i can't let a swedish international defender go without asking the, the question that every league fan wants to know what's it like to defend against Latan Ibrahimovic even though even though you only did it probably in in training i mean he was a fabulous addition to to league at, at, at paris saint germain for some some three and a half four years he he produced some amazing goals that only Zlatan can score i mean probably you've seen so many of these kinds of goals in training and but you had to try and stop him what's that like no it's difficult he's, 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 uh, he has yeah that's why he's a top uh, top attacker in the world he has the the, the strength uh, to 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 uh, to go in uh, to to take the ball on and he can go in the in the depth so it's really difficult you just have to try to get to be smarter than him sometimes and uh, yeah then you if you're smart enough then you, you you try to play two against one against him because it's it's difficult that you you get your uh, midfielders organized in front of him so he can't get the ball and then of course you have to control the 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 space in behind but then after a while you still have to you go on one against one and yeah that's difficult that's difficult i have to say yeah, he's a good he's a good striker so but um, yeah, uh, I played with, against him in, in Sweden. Uh, I think also in, in Holland, I played against him. Uh, and then, uh, then I, I've been lucky those games. He hasn't scored those uh, in those uh, those two games at least. You had Henrik Larsson as well, of course. I mean, what a what a time to be a what a time to be a defender when you've got to try and play against the. Yeah, then it's hard. Then it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> just to, just to finish, a, a couple of a, a couple of short uh, some some short questions. Important, an important thing about Ren that people don't know is uh, in the press room even, for us, the journalists, when we go to a game, they serve what's called a galette saucisse. Do you, do you know? Yeah, I bet Peter yeah, yeah, no, no, that's good. Uh, that's good. Yeah, it's good. You enjoyed the galette saucisse? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Doesn't seem to, it, just for those people at home, it's, it's basically a pancake in which you put a sausage. That's uh, that's that's basically all it is. It, it, it is absolutely fabulous, but it doesn't seem to me that that would be kind of football, modern day footballers' food, better. Nah, it's not. You can you can take them, but you don't you don't need too much of them, too many of them. But you can have at least a couple of them, one or two of them. Who was your most talented teammate at Ren? Uh, uh, oh, that was a difficult. I, I would say uh, I have to say uh, I think Jimmy Brown was was the one. I think. Toughest opponent? Uh, that was a difficult one. Uh, and then I have to say, I think I had a couple of uh, duels with uh, Oliver Giroud, I think, uh, in the air. So uh, I think that that was a, a, a tough guy to play against. Was there was there a stadium or, or a team that you really didn't enjoy playing against? No, uh, I have to enjoy to play everywhere. Of course, it was. The audience was different in different stadiums. Marseille is, is special because it's Marseille, uh, but I, I, I still enjoyed playing there. Uh, but uh, no, um, of course, to play at home was always the best. Uh, so, yeah. 
I imagine that a, a, a big regret, of course, is that is that Coupe de France final. But uh, maybe to, to finish the interview on a, on a happier note, what was your what was your best moment? What was your happiest moment at Rennes? Well, I think we were lucky against Paris Saint Germain a couple of times, and we beat them with three zero, I think, away one time or something like that. So probably that. But I would say more like the the. The, the feeling around the club uh, and with the teammates, I have to say, was the was the best moments. Uh, it's difficult to say one game. I think more more like an, a good feeling about everything. And proudest moment when you were captain the side. That's quite a feat for a for a foreigner in in, in Liga. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, that was fantastic. I've been lucky. I've been um, most in most of the teams I played. I've been uh, been the captain. Uh, in, in Sweden and in Holland and in, in France, uh, of course, going out on a, on a big uh, game uh, at home against one of the bigger teams that was that was a proud moment, of course. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much, uh, Peter. We we really enjoyed you playing and that and that Ren team. And uh, all the best now in the Allsvenskan in Sweden. Yeah, you too. Thank you. Thank you.